everyone! It is Joe and Dylan from your favorite podcast, Echoes of the Undercity. We're here today to just... Actually, if you're listening to this, it's probably not your favorite podcast. Not yet, anyway. It better be, Because though. this is... Yeah, it better be soon. Your time is ticking. Uh, but uh, this is sort of a mini-episode, bonus, non-episode that we're making to just... Well, for one, give a small little introduction to what the hell our podcast is, but also give a rundown of the rules of the game, Heart the City Beneath, that we play and on love. our show. Good game. <laughs> and love. Very good game. <laughs> awesome. Okay. I'll dive in. Echoes of the Undercity is a horror podcast, first and foremost. Um, and as we said, we play the heart. And you guys all get to listen to the story we all make together. Except you don't get to help make this story. It's just us. Thank you, though. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. If you have listened to other actual pay- play clothes or bleh, clothes, if you have listened to other actual play shows like Friends at the Table, Dungeons and Daddies, or Critical Role, that's kind of the idea we're going for. Yeah. So right now, at the time of the recording, we have two seasons. One is fully finished and recorded and out you can go listen to it right now you love that season it's great and the second season is actually gonna start airing uh, either around or the day this episode comes out this thing comes out whatever this is our little intro to echoes that we probably should have put out before we put out the first arc but it's fine it's called Encore, and it follows a circus troupe recovering from hard times. And every season, including those in From Now On, is going to be completely independent. It is taking place in the same world. It's 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 the M. It, wait, I was about to say it's the MCU. No, it's the <laughs> ECU. It's the AOTUCU. <laughs> AOTUCU. Iwaruku. Aotuku. Yeah. But they're completely independent. The plots have nothing to do with each other. So you can listen to whatever, whichever one you want in any order. We might do like little Easter eggs between arcs, but it won't have any bearing on the story. Yeah. However, every single season, at least at, as far as so far, I, we don't have plans on changing the game, but who knows what the future holds. But every season is going to be us playing the game Heart the City Beneath. Which is what we're going to talk about now. The rules of the game. (laughs) Yay! Rules. Exciting. Who needs rules? A game needs rules is who needs rules. Oh, okay. You got me there. Yeah, sorry. I am really a gamer, so... Uh, Anyway, (laughs) an important part of... I'm a girl, so I can't be a gamer. Joe's a gamer girl. Anyway, an important part of this entire game is... And your character is your calling in your class. These basically describe why you're down in the heart, what you're looking for down there, and then what you are doing that keeps you alive. You're just, it's like your specialization, like, why are you even alive (laughs) here? Or in some people's case, why are you kind of alive here? (laughs) In most people's (laughs) cases, why are you kind of alive here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you got your calling in your class, and your calling provides you with Beats, which is another important part of a character. The beats are sort of like goals that you need that, well, you don't need to, but you really need to achieve them. And you, after you achieve them, you give, you get more abilities. Mm-hmm. A beat can be anything from get a mind fallout, which we'll explain and talk about later, 
And it can also be some, like, shove someone off a tall building, but only if they really deserved it. That's specifically written in the text. It's a very fun beat. Some goals are bigger or take longer to achieve than others, and then there's some beats, goals, that are called zenith beats. Now, these are sort of like your final beats for your character. Once you do this, it allows you to get... To, to have your character move on, whether that's dying or becoming a god or just... Spoiler alert, a lot of them are dying. A lot of them are dying, but surprisingly, a lot of them are becoming a god. It's true. <laughs> there's, there's, there's some where you just go back to living a normal life even, but there's, it, there's more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Notably, you can only fill one minor beat in a situation, and every session you get to pick a new one. And at the end of the session is when... Do we get the beats at the end of the session or in the middle of the no, session? No, you... Sh- you get you, them in the middle the of the session. You get, you get the ability as soon as you finish the beat. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I guess I just usually get my beats at the end of sessions. Anyway, I'm learning about the game. You just forget to mention them until the... <laughs> yeah. You gotta be a shark. You gotta say, hey, I finished the beat. Can I get my ability? And then Rio says no. And then you <laughs> continue playing the game. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, <laughs> another part of the characters you make and put in the world is your is your character's skills and domains. And these are kind of like, they're very related to your class and that they are things your character does well and your character knows well. And these are also the abilities that we use to make a role. So you need to first have the GM establish the stakes if you want to make a role for something. And that will be in a tract of a track of stress, which we will again explain later. But also the stakes should be interesting enough to have a role for it anyway. Yeah. Because if it's like an easy thing to do or the consequences of failing wouldn't be anything anything then usually the gm just lets you do the thing yeah that's kind of to keep the game moving and to make this role you our gm will call for one skill and one domain and if your character has either the skill or the domain you add an extra 1d10 for to the default 1d10 if you have both you can add two and then if you have mastery you can add even more mastery is like if you're proficient with it yeah kind of is, it's is a quick way to describe it. It's like if you're really good at one specific thing. Or if, like, the specific, very specific situation you're in, the GM decides to give you mastery. Maybe, like, I don't know, you're trying to ski and you happen to have specific skiing shoes on you. And then maybe <clears throat> you'll get... I don't know, I'm making this up as I go. Please do. I, this was not mm-hmm. in the script. You can get mastery. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I wonder, I can... was it in the script, really? <laughs> you know how you just write about skiing in your Echoes of the Undercity script? That's totally I don't normal. even know how to ski. I, I <laughs> sprained my ankle last time I skied and then never again. Anyway, back to mastery. Mastery. Everyone. Okay. So, once you roll those dice, you look at them and you take the highest. On an 8 or a 9, you succeed. On a 6 or 7, you succeed and take stress. And on a 5 to 2, you fail and take stress. If your highest roll is a 10 or a 1, you get something special that happens to you. 
either if you roll a 10, your outgoing stress increases by a step or something along those lines. Or if you roll a 1, then you get to take extra stress, which is very fun. When we say increases by a step, what we mean is like, if you were to roll a d6, you roll a d8 instead, you know. And then in some situations, a roll might be more difficult. Might It might be, uh, as it, it's called, risky or dangerous, which means that you will have to take the second or third highest roll instead of the first one. And if you only have one dice... I'm sorry. That in that case, I know. In that case, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you can only... If you only have one dice, you can succeed by getting exactly ten, and even then you still take stress. Awesome. Do you want to talk about stress now? The thing we've been talking about this whole time and haven't defined? The most exciting part of the game? Oh my god! Can I? I mean, you should. You can. I don't have I mean, to. Um, I guess you could. Uh, <laughs> instead Someone of damage, say. this game uses resistances and stress. Uh, <laughs> instead of damage, this game uses resistances and stress, which we've been talking about this whole time. There are five resistance tracks, Blood, Mind, Echo, Fortune, and Supply. And the damage done to those resistance... I keep doing that every time I have to say that word. God damn it. There are five resistance tracks, uh, Blood, Mind, Echo, Fortune, and Supply. And the damage done to those resistances is called stress. Yeah, if you just have stress on its own, it doesn't do anything mechanically to your character. It's just there. Um, but it does affect, it does increase the likelihood of you getting fallouts, which are, like, negative conditions your character is put in or has to go through in that moment. Some fallouts are immediate, so they happen and then it's done, and some fallouts are ongoing, so you have to get rid of them in some ways that you can get rid of a fallout. A fallout can be something like a broken leg, or suddenly you start to see ghosts everywhere, or you break an important item, etc. It can be honestly anything. The way you get a fallout is once you take stress in any way, shape, or form, the DM will ask you how much total stress you have, and then they will roll a d12. If they roll at or under your total level of stress, then you take a fallout. If the DM manages to give you a fallout, and rolls a six or less on the dice, you take a minor fallout, and you get clear all stress in the track you take that particular fallout in. If your DM rolls a seven or higher, you take a major fallout and clear all of your stress. And then there's some other fallouts that are called critical fallouts, which are way worse than either minor or major fallouts combined. Usually these will make your character either die or just simply reach a conclusion. It's not always dying. Critical fallouts are one of the ways that your character comes to an end, essentially. The way your character gets around in the heart when it comes to material possessions is uh, it's with things called resources. I don't know why I said things called resources. It's a normal world. word. Everyone knows what resources are. You will still have normal items. Like, if it makes sense for you to have an item, you'll just say that you have the item and you have the item. But some items are more valuable than others. Well, mechanically more valuable than others. Like, you can say you have a torch. But if, let's say, you picked up a more special torch that the GM told you it's there, that might be considered a resource that you can trade with. Um, you can also use resources at haunts to get rid of stress or fallouts. Or use them to trade for 
whatever you want. You could trade it for another type of... Wow, Dylan. I already said that. (laughs) Were you not listening? No. (laughs) Wow. There's also equipment. Dylan? Yeah. Please listen. Oh, Oh yeah. So there's also equipment. And these are tools that can... (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) There's also equipment. And you can use equipment to also trade with but it's kind of a fucking waste of equipment it's better used as a tool you know it's better to use the equipment as it's meant meant to be used but if you if you really need to you can still trade with it actually i'm lying sometimes it's better to just to just sell an equipment if it's really stupid if your equipment isn't working with you there's no shame in selling it and that's basically the only difference between the two is that an equipment can do something and a resource can be sold and be given that is mostly uh all the basic information you need to know to figure out whether you want to get into the game i can't say that that's all you need to start the game because it is not you need to actually know how to play the game know how to make a character but you know most very basic info you know quite a bit of it actually we did a good job dylan yeah we're so smart and sexy and cool Please. I mean, you didn't lie. Spot the lie. <laughs> Anyhow, that has been all from us at Echoes of the Undercity. I forgot the name for a second. Or as we like to call it, Eotuku, I guess. Um, whatever that was. <laughs> um, Join us next time. When Encore Episode 2 or 1 comes out. I don't know if I can know. I don't know. Bye. When is it? Bye. Oh, check our Twitter, I guess, oh, and yeah. uh, Instagram. You don't uh, get to know the handle. of the Undercity. No. Oh, oh, well, that wasn't even the handle, so you still don't know it. <laughs> check the description for any information. A- echoes out to you. It's echoes out to you. It's echoes out to you for basically everything. Goodbye. Bye. We love you. No, stop saying that. You love them. I don't. Wow. Okay. Sorry.